Welcome to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. My name is Beverly Smith. I am your host. Whew, happy Sunday. I am truly excited to be amongst the living this morning. I am grateful to God. Um, just, you know, to be able to breathe. I'm grateful for my lungs. I'm giving God grace. And I thank him for the grace and mercy that he has blessed me with to be before you all this morning. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all. Um, I would like you all to uh, do me a favor and share this with your uh, loved ones and your friends and anyone that you think needs some uplifting because that is the true purpose of the beautiful truth for naked and exposed is to bring information to you all that will encourage you to never ever give up on your dreams and goals so I would like you all to join me in prayer who thank you father God we thank you for this day Lord God we just give you all glory and power. You have free roam in this room, Lord God. You have free roam in this TV show, Lord God. We thank you for blessing everyone that's watching. We thank you for blessing everyone that's in the studio right now, Lord God. We thank you that you are doing some things in the seen and the unseen, Lord God. We thank you for prosperity, Lord God. We thank you that you are mending broken pockets, Lord God. You are mending broken hearts, broken minds, broken spirits, Lord God, broken relationships, broken homes, Lord God. We just thank you Lord God, that you are doing a new thing, Lord God. We thank you that all old things are passed away, and it's a new day. We thank you for the new day, Lord God. We thank you for new blessings, Lord God. We thank you for forgiving us for our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us, Lord God. We thank you that you are the head of our table, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to again, wash us clean. Take anything out of us that's not of you, Lord God. We just thank you for our heavenly angels that's encamped around us all the time, Lord God. We thank you for the ancestors that have paved the way for us, Lord God. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the children, Lord God. We thank you for the grannies. We thank you for the sick. We thank you for the mental ill, Lord God. We thank you that love is spread throughout everyone's heart. We thank you, thank you, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo, hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you guys again. I'm going to just keep saying thank you because I am so grateful to be before you. I'm grateful for the guests that we have in the studio. We have an amazing show, um, and it's, it's full of empowerment. We are joined today um, with The Wire. The Wire nonprofit organization is, is very important for them to do what they're doing in this time because they are women who are being um, incarcerated um, for whatever reason, okay, guys, because no one is perfect. Right, so we're not here uh, to act as if anyone is perfect, but we do know that God is a God of second chances, and we need people on the ground doing the work of the Lord, and that's what the wire is doing, helping women who are coming out of the jail, the, uh, the criminal system, um, and helping them as it relates to um, getting their self acclimated back into the community. So we have them in the studio today. We also will be joined by Miss Deborah Evans Bailey 
who is a strong mother, like many mothers out there, but Miss Bailey um, has, um, and I'm not going to say she lost her, her daughter. I said that yesterday and she corrected me. She did not lose her daughter. Her daughter was murdered brutally in the streets and she is standing um, strong so that her daughter's life will not be in vain. Her daughter's name is Kendra Smith. Say it with me, Kendra Smith. Her life uh, will not be in vain. And every person out there, I want you all to understand that you are important. You are important. You are important. Um, whew, I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to have to share something with y'all that just happened. And I want y'all to really hear me um, because I'm still shook up about it. And I know um, that God is in control. Um, on my way here to the studio this morning, um, we over here by Branch Avenue and um, Temple Hills. And as I was coming to make my left to come into um, the street on off place, off way, um, I was sitting at the light. I was in a turning lane. I was in the right um, side, and it was a, two cars in the left side of the uh, turning lane. I'm, I'm sitting there uh, listening to my gospel, praising, getting my way into um, the studio. And um, out of my peripheral, I noticed the black car that was right beside me, two guys hopped out in all black. They had ski masks on. And um, as they was hopping out of the car, they pulled their ski masks down. So the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, my gosh, I, I looked in my rear view. It wasn't no cars behind me. So I put my car in reverse, and I backed up the car. They got to the front, the car in front of me. I'm sorry, this is, I'm still a little shook up about it, guys, and I want y'all to hear my message. The car that they was trying to get into, their doors was locked. Okay, guys? Their doors was locked. Please, I beg you, lock your doors. Lock your doors. They were trying to get in their car. I don't know what they were going to do, but it was a guy that jumped out of the passenger seat, and it was another guy that jumped out of the, uh, behind the, the driver seat. And they jumped out simultaneously at the same time, and they went straight to the car and was trying to get in the car. I don't know why the car uh, did not pull off. Ron, my engineer, was like, why they didn't pull off? That's the same thing I'm thinking, you know. But they were sitting there, and thank God that their doors was locked. Um, but they got back in their car, because I backed up. I backed as far up as I could. Um, and they got back in their car, and they followed the car. They sped up right behind it. So all I could do was say a prayer for them. And um, my message to you all today, if y'all don't hear anything else on this TV show this morning, please lock your doors. Please lock your doors. Whew. Um, and and uh, with that, um, there are some amazing things going on um, in this universe. And it's so important for us to fix our posture. That's what I'm hearing. Um, today is for us to really fix our posture as it relates to what God is saying to us and what it is that we want to achieve. You know, um, the Bible says without vision you will perish. Our people will perish without vision. So if you are looking to, just for an example, if you're looking to be a wife, you want to fix your posture to be the wife. You already are a wife. God is calling us now. It's not I'm about to be, this is about to happen now, right? We want it now. So fixing your posture. If you are a speaker, if you are a public, then you're a speaker. You are speaking. That's what you do. You fix your posture to fit that um, position in which you know that God is calling you to do. And you know that God is calling you to do that because uh, it's, it comes natural to you. It's, it's what is in you to do. And you do it effortless. It's not... 
uh, work for you, right? Whatever that is, if you're a stylist, if you know how to put those colors together, girl, you a designer. I told my girlfriend every time I go in her house, she have different pictures up and she's always switching this around and matching the carpets with this. I said, girl, you are an interior decorator, child. You get them. Listen, we all have um, a quality on the inside of us that's unique to us. No one can pull that out of you but you. God created you uniquely and he put that special thing on the inside of you that is so vital for our universe for you to get that thing going, okay? So I want to encourage you right now to do that thing that makes you feel good, okay? You do that. You do that. <laughs> it's a feel-good kind of Sunday. I call it Sunday fun day, guys. It's so important to enjoy yourself. That's one of the things that is uh, really my mantra. You got to have fun. We work hard and we play hard. Right? It's so important for us to live out our truest expression of ourself, whatever that is. Right, We definitely want to uh, deny our flesh so we can work on our lower self because we all have it in us. So if you see me doing something I'm not supposed to do, don't be shocked because I have a lower self and you do too. But what I want you to do is pray for me. I want you to pray for me as I pray for you. So, you know, it's so important for us not to condemn those who are not like us, but try to understand them. You know, I think that's really important. That's been really key for me. Um, even in different uh, religious backgrounds, you may have someone who uh, prayed to someone else. Or, you know, even when I think about religion, it comes with rituals and different rituals that they may do. But what I do know is when you have a vision in front of you, it will put you on a disciplined path that will stop you from doing certain things that's not lined up with what you're designed, uh, what you are designed to do. So it is Women's History Month, and I'm super excited to be celebrating the women. That's all you'll see on the show this month is a room full of women, and I'm truly excited about uh, Mama Safe Haven. We are partnering again with Donnie Glover with Be More News to host our uh, sixth edition to uh, Black Wall Street Southeast. I'm super excited about that. That is Friday. Um, I was about to say February. Um, Friday, March the 29th, um, 2019, we will be at the UPO PD Green Center. That's at 2907 Martin Luther King Avenue, Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue, Southeast and 20032. And you can go to mamasafehaven.org to get more information about that. Um, we will be honoring some amazing women. Um, the Wire will be receiving an award for the amazing work that they're doing. We will be honoring also um, uh, Ms. Ryan Nickens from the Trayron Center, who uh, we'll be talking more with The Wire about their event. Um, they're doing an event to uh, uh, raise funds for the Trayron Center, um, and we will have her on the show, I think, next week. Um, but we will definitely be highlighting women for Women's History Month this month. Um, and really, that's what it's all about. It's really because I really feel um, that the women are, uh, most women are head of household. Um, and you can look at that in many cultures, that the women, um, even if the man is in a home, the women are the ones who uh, have a lot of the power. 
um, in Mama Safe Haven, we are dedicated to being a support bridge for those women who are head of household. Myself, um, I was a single mother for 21 years and um, just looking for resources to better myself. I've bumped into a lot of struggles and um, just a lot of kickback where my son was, you know, experiencing some um, difficulties with his behavior. Um, I didn't have support. And, um, and that's why I'm here today on this platform because I uh, felt like, you know, if I don't have the support, I'm gonna create the support for everyone else. And our mothers, we are gonna band together and be there for each other. Like I said, um, there is uh, no perfect people out here. So if you are looking, uh, good luck, okay? Good luck with that um, because I do understand that, um, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And, and too much of anything is not good for you. So um, I always talk about balance. Um, I'm getting a clip ready for you all. We're going to um, go to a clip um, of Mama Afeni Shakur um, as we talk about uh, Women in History Month. Um, uh, when we come back from this break, we will be joined by Ms. Deborah <laughs> Evans. Um, we'll be joined by Ms. Deborah Evans who, um, again, like I said, she is standing on um, just her power. You know, uh, someone snatched her daughter, uh, ripped her away from her, and instead of her uh, falling into depression, which I know um, is not easy, so um, I, I, she is my shero. She is my shero, and I know that it's not easy standing um, in the midst of all of that. So I'm going to uh, go to a clip of Mama Afeni Shakur just to give us just a little more, bit more um, uh, empowerment from one of our ancestors who is no longer here with us, but she will live on through me. So uh, we'll be right back. So I was still believing, like most used to be Pan-Africanists, that my God, the joy is for us to all unite as Africans. We can unite Africa and we can do something great because it's a great, massive continent. And we're great people and we're good people and mothers and kings and queens. And my God, look at what the kings did. Yeah. Are we going to look? If we don't look today, we're going to have to look again tomorrow. And where are the women? Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Where are the women? Where are your stories? You all tell those stories. Find them stories and tell them. They don't have to be cute. If you don't do it, we will be erased. Already these young people don't know that we stood mighty. They already don't know that if it hadn't been for the women, it wouldn't have been no Black Panther Party. They already don't know that. They already think that men did. They already believe that. You gotta put it into the line. And if you don't do that, we can't move forward in anything. So that's all I'm doing, is trying to share with you what I've learned <laughs> over my life. I want to share with you that in Lovington, North Carolina, where not only was I born, but my mother was born. My grandmother was born. My great-grandmother was born. And my great-great-grandmother was born. In the county of Roberson, we have 56 acres of land. Yeah. We have 17 acres of organic land. And we are selling crops organically. We 
I hope y'all caught that. I hope y'all got that message. <sighs> that was that was a lot to chew on, guys. That was a lot. I've, I probably watched that message, I want to say at least 30, 40 times. I, it never gets old. Um, and um, I'm excited um, to come from watching a Phoenix short to be joined here with uh, another strong mother, wow. Ms. Deborah A. Evans Bailey. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. I, I really appreciate being here. Mm. So um, I told everyone that you are uh, my shero. You are my shero. And um, you know, as a mom, um, I couldn't even imagine. And and I know you hear that a lot. 
So I'm mm -hmm. allow you to, to speak and say what you want. To okay, well first I want to say good morning, happy Sunday. I'm in agreement with you. This is the day that the Lord has made and I feel blessed. Yes. Um, it's interesting that we we met yesterday. That's right. <laughs> and the accolade that you gave me, I do um, take that seriously and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, I received that in a big way. Um, my tragedy started in 2004 where a bullet changed my life. Mm. And throughout the years, it has been 14 years that the journey has been a lot of things. It's been hurtful, deceiving. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about people around me. And quite frankly, I had to find my purpose in my pain. Mm -hmm. A little about Kendra, if I may. Yeah, please, definitely. My, um, my girl was my firstborn, and I had her at a young age. I was 17 when I had her. So a large part of my life, I was single. And like you, I had to depend on resources that I could find. Mm -hmm. But I always um, had a job that I worked. I'm not scared to work two jobs. I That's work two right. jobs now. Okay. So as a mom, you do what you can, right. when you can, how you can. You make it work. Yeah. I'm privileged to say that that journey itself, we, we, she grew me up. Mm. By having her at 17, yeah. she, she grew me up. So needless to say, that was my friend. Yeah. That was my baby. Mm. And that was my God's gift. Uh, Kendra actually was sitting in a car with a neighborhood associate. After um, a long day, it was a Labor Day that year, just going to different people's houses, picnic, stop here, stop here, holler at this person. She was so many places in that, that day. Mm -hmm. It was almost incredible how many people said, she just left my house. Wow. She just left my house. And that was just crazy to me. However, um, she was sitting in the, in the car talking to an associate and a little bit before, she was actually with my youngest daughter and her baby. So Kendra is a mom. Mm -hmm. And I say is. I say that on purpose. That's right. I heard everybody come in the house that evening, and it was like 9.30, 9.15ish, something in that area. And my youngest daughter brought my granddaughter up and put her in my bed. So I honestly thought that everybody came in the house. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that Kendra wasn't in the house. So the neighborhood associate actually met them at the house and my daughter, my youngest girl, and my grand came in the house and Kendra got out of her car and got into the neighborhood associate's car. Mm -hmm. Three minutes later, I got a phone call and I did hear the gunshots. But I live in Southeast in an area where that's not new to me. I've heard it before. So I didn't think anything of it because I honestly thought that everyone was in the house. Three minutes later, someone called my house, someone I still don't know who, mm. and they said, come up the street, I think your daughter was shot. So I went into autopilot, and I put the baby on the side of the bed, and I just started moving, just like a mother would, just like mm -hmm. an eagle, just mm -hmm. like that, that lioness that's going after that cub. That's right. And um, mm. that was the beginning of my tragedy. Kendra the person, 
she was a beautiful young lady. And I'm not just saying that because that's my girl. I'm saying that because all the lives that she touched. Yeah. I'm saying that because she was well-groomed. I had a lot to do with that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she was um, a graduate of Temple University. Mm. Her last semester at Temple was in Rome. Wow. So she was well-traveled. She had her first job way before 14, mm -hmm. but she actually took the phone book and went through the phone book to get her first job and landed a job at a salon in Eastern Market. Wow. And she mm -hmm. started off as shampoo girl, mm -hmm. and then they eventually had her hosting little events. They would, she would put the black and white on mm -hmm. and serve hors d'oeuvres yeah. or what have mm -hmm. you because they trusted her. Yeah. She was a graduate of Banneker High School. Wow. On a chess team. Mm. She played golf. So when I say well-rounded, she was just that. Yeah, definitely. In fact, um, in my church that we fellowship to this day, the Greater St. John Cathedral, they have a room called the Kendra Smith Resource Room. And that didn't have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. It had everything to do with the kinship, relationship, friendship that she had with my now bishop. Wow. And it wasn't a conversation beforehand we just happened to build another part of the church and everybody just went around trying to see well this going to be this and this going to be this and mm -hmm. this going to be this and they announced and i was with everyone else this is going to be the kendra smith resource room and what do you say mm. and the young lady behind me said you heard him and i mm. was like wow so that is an honor that just give you an idea of kendra the person yeah she was pretty much a well-rounded young lady even when in Philadelphia, mm. she found a church home, and I visited that church home. And I let the people know, you know, when they open the doors to the church and, you know, they ask you to say something. Sometimes they do, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. And I stood up in the middle of the church, and I let them know, hey, this is my baby. Mm -hmm. If you catch her out of order, that's right. check her. That's right. Check her and then call me and let me know. Mm -hmm. And with her even looking a lot like me, mm -hmm. especially in my younger years, I let her know she was great. She was traveling from one area, which is Greenway Apartments, mm -hmm. all the way up to Banneker. She's catching a bus. Yeah, I know a lot of people, and I will let her know. You don't know who know me. That's right. That's so right. if you on the bus and somebody let me know that you was cutting up, cussing, and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to know. Yeah, yeah. That's what the mothers do. That's what mothers That's do. That's what mothers do. That's what mothers do. So in my, um, in my path, I had to learn how to find my purpose in my, in my pain. That's right. My pain drove me to where I am today. The journey has been hard. I'm transparent. I drank to it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I had to put the, the bottle down. Mm -hmm. God said, no, you cried enough. Get yourself together. Get up mm -hmm. and do something. Mm -hmm. So with that, mm -hmm. I'm actually doing everything that I could possibly do to make a difference and be a part of the solution and not the problem. So I actually am embarking on a new venture where I'm trying to provide and assist school uniforms for surviving students of homicide. Awesome. And that, that came to me more so because Kendra did have, she does have a baby who's now 15. Mm. And my granddaughter 
she know of what she hear, but she was just an arm baby when Kendra was murdered. So she hears the stories and we try to give her as much of Kendra as we can. Mm -hmm. She lives with her dad. So my role was to make sure she had uniforms, make sure she had the Easter dress, mm -hmm. make yes. sure she had a pretty Rothschild yeah. coats and a little girl, you know, a little yeah. girly stuff. Yeah. You know. But let me ask you, how old was King, um, Kendra when she was murdered? Kendra was 23 years old. 23, and she accomplished all that. I remember you telling me she was 23, but I did not hear all of those things that mm -hmm. she has accomplished in Absolutely. that time. Absolutely. Definitely. That, and, you know, that was part of my, that was part of mm. my um, path in a big way because I really, being a Christian mm -hmm. and mm. not new to being a Christian, I actually had a conversation with God and I just sat in a bathroom one day and I was like, okay, I'm not mad, I just wanna know why. Yeah. I just wanna know why you took my girl. I did everything that you told me to do, God. Yeah. I, 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 I took her to church. I didn't send her, yeah, come on. we did it together. Yeah. She, she knew who God was. She had three Bibles in her car. It mm. wasn't that I had let her just do whatever she wanted to do. I went to the PTA meeting. Yeah. I made sure that she didn't lay up on Saturdays looking at cartoons. She was in ballet. Yeah. She played the games in school. She was a part of the community organizations. And she even made me feel bad coming home from college. And she was like, you're not a, you're not a member of NAACP, Mom? <laughs> I'm like, oh, let me get myself <laughs> up. Let me yeah, oh, she's shopping Wait you a now. minute, let me That's do something. Awesome. So she encouraged me in a lot of different ways. So when I say she grew me up, yeah. she grew me up. That yeah. was my friend. And she made sure that, Ma, you need to be doing this. Ma, you need to be doing that. And I listened. I paid attention and it made a difference in yeah. our relationship. So mm -hmm. I had got, you know, when I had that conversation, he told me, you know, I said, I, I, I'm not mad. I just want to know why. Mm -hmm. And it's all right to be mad with God. It's, yeah. it's really okay yeah. because Jesus was, he had an attitude. If you yeah. don't know, read about it. Come on now. He had an attitude. He got mad. He threw over tables and everything too. But my thing was I just didn't understand. And he had to remind me she wasn't yours. Come on now. Woo! I loaned mm. her. I loaned oh, her to you. Mm. So with that, I said, okay, okay, all right, all right. So I had to figure out how that's gonna process in my whole being and my mm, insult. Yeah. And that's when my breakthrough came because just like you just said, she did so much mm. at 23 where the average 50 year old person right. wouldn't have accomplished even today, yeah. 14 years later. It was a powerful thing for me and it was like, oh, so then I had to take my grief and I had to turn it into something else. And I had to find that grace that God was Come giving on. me the whole time. Mm. And I said, okay, well, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be the vehicle to carry Come on your in. gift. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for trusting me enough. Yes. Trusting me enough to be her mother. Mm. Thank you, Lord. So my pain and those tears, it turned into something else and I started getting stronger from there. Mm. See, he had to give me That's that good. foundation. That's good. And I had to build from that. So with that, throughout the years, mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend like I don't cry sometimes, yeah. even now, for fast forward. I'm not going to pretend like it don't hurt. That's right. I'm not going to pretend that I did not get mad. And I'm not talking about mad with God. I'm get, I got mad with the community. Yeah. Still got issues. Mm -hmm. Because if she's in front of my house and she got shot in front of my house, 
We still oh, don't know what happened. Yeah. Mm. Somebody saw something. Mm. Somebody could have said something. And I, I just feel like my community felt me on that part. Yeah. Not saying that some neighbors didn't cooperate or communicate with the police. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying I still don't know what happened to my daughter. And it's the reason why. And it shouldn't be 14 years why I'm still, I just want to know what happened to my baby, just like anybody else. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So You're entitled to that as it relates to that. But one of the things that stood out, and I wanted to make sure that everybody got it, was uh, how you flipped that pain, you know. And you said it, it was your perspective and how you looked at it, you know. And you said that it was that, um, that thank you for being able to carry her, you know, mm-hmm. looking at and, and and still being human, it still hurts, you know. Not saying that you're not going to still hurt through it, but knowing it, that there's a way that we can, you know, just shift our thinking just a little bit mm-hmm. as it relates to being grateful for what we have in this moment and just really want to help anybody out there mm-hmm. that may be going through that. And um, it's not easy um, you know, me losing my nephews, they were raised with my son, um, and, and my whole family, everyone, of course, is, is devastated by it, um, even though it happened a couple of months ago. It was like just yesterday. Yes. Um, so it's, it's not easy getting over that. And, um, you know, you are my hero because, you know, again, um, the other thing is that uh, Kendra is inspiring you still. Yes, ma'am. This is this is you know her her she is still you know in you and giving you more purpose and in that platform as it relates to like you said she received that um, that, that that memorial in the church because of who she was right. and you receiving your awards and accolades for who you are because of what you're doing so I truly appreciate thank you thank you I appreciate you saying that. I do do pride myself as being a King's kid, and had it not been for family members before me, my grandfather, my grandfather came to the hospital with me every day. I had a Mm C-section sitting up at um, Providence Hospital, and he would just sit in the corner, he would just read the Bible, just read the Bible, preacher man. And the preacher man was preaching stuff into my soul that I didn't know. I'm like, okay, he up here. I'm glad he up here. But he was doing the work then. God was doing the work then. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the shift in the mind. You go through the initial hurt and pain, mm-hmm. through your path. But I knew because of my upbringing and because of my grandfather and my other family members who were praying, as a tack coming in, mm-hmm. when they say um, people are praying for you, that's a real thing. Yeah. So the shift make a difference in your mindset. So what I had to do, I had to shift my thinking because Kendra wouldn't want me to just stay dormant under the bed drinking. Yeah. Under the bed, in the bed, under the cover, not talking, not eating. I went through all of that. Mm-hmm. But then my inner self believed that God actually is my guard. Mm-hmm. G-U-A-R-D. That's right. And he's my God. So I had to trust and the path that he's taken me. Mm-hmm. And he's been awesome to me. Yeah. It, it's the hardest thing mm-hmm. is to relay that with my grand. Yeah. Because at 15 now, she's asking the hard questions. Yeah. She want to know. 
So grandma, she calls me Yaya. Mm -hmm. Yaya going to, before I leave this earth, I'm going to be in a position where I could tell her what happened to your mother. Yeah. Because the fight is still going on. November the 1st, they initially made an arrest for. You said what day? They, in, November the 1st, 2018. Wow, that's my which birthday. Which was the, oh. <laughs> which was um, just a couple of months ago. Mm. So God got me to the gate. So for 14 years, he didn't just leave me. Mm -hmm. That bullet didn't just stop there. Yeah. God just lifted me up just like this. Mm. And he said, you know what, <laughs> no, come on, we got you. somewhere right, to go. Right. So I'm right. in the preliminary stages at the court. To God be the glory. And I know that God didn't just leave, he's not gonna leave me there. That's right. The victory is on the other end. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I might not be here, but the truth will come out and that's all I want. I just want to know what happened to my baby, whether I'm on this part of the earth or if I'm in heaven. I'm going to know. And I want to encourage any mom to shift in your mindset and make a difference. Right. We all have the power to shift the thinking mm -hmm. so we can choose your destiny. You can actually choose your destiny. That's right. I had to choose. I had to choose if I'm going to sit up and do nothing, mm -hmm. don't or go to work, do don't comb my hair. That's right. Don't take a bath, drink, cuss everybody out, mm -hmm. be bitter. That's right. Or pull yourself up. I can get something established. And my passion is education because Kendra was an educator. Mm -hmm. Not in the sense that she had book knowledge and certificates saying she was a teacher, but she reached the hearts of the young people in my family and in my neighborhood. Kendra was the one who would pick up everybody's kids and bring them to the house mm -hmm. and put stuff on the grill. Kendra would connect with the neighborhood children. Mm -hmm. They would they would knock on the door for Kendra, mm -hmm. whereas I had a, my youngest daughter, nine years younger, mm -hmm. <laughs> more of my youngest daughter's age, and they looking for Kendra. That was her passion. And that was, I mean, and it's still, like you said, she touched so many people. Um, so I thank you. I thank you so you. much. Um, you know, I heard Maya Angelou, uh, Oprah Winfrey was talking about legacy. Um, and, I, and I thought about it once I joined the bereavement ministry at my church. And I thought about that dash. After doing so many uh, funerals, that's why I just started doing my public speaking. They needed somebody to read those obituaries. Um, but one of the things that I noticed, I would see some funerals where there only be maybe 10 people. You'll see some funerals where family sit on this side and other family on that side. You see funerals where thousands of people lined up to speak about the person and they got pictures of the person and smiling every picture. And, and I just saw that, you know, they wasn't crying, they were smiling and happy. And I thought about that legacy, right? And then I thought about, you know, what can we do as it relates for me, as it relates to legacy? And I thought about it's not about the big thing, it's about each person that you touch, you know? So again, grateful for having you. Thank you. We have The Wire up next, guys. Um, we are going to talk to them about the amazing things that they are doing. It's Women's History Month. We're going to go back to Miss Afeni Shakur. And in a minute when we come back, we're going to have The Wire. Thank you, Miss Deborah Evans. Thank Daily. you for having me. Blessings to you. I appreciate This ain't about stroking. Delvia is the smartest black woman I've ever met in my life. And that's the truth. She was that when I met her. Belvy picked me up out of the streets of Oakland, Berkeley. I can't tell which side of the street I was on at the time. But in the split in the Black Panther Party, my son was 
However, it was a baby, and I'm out there with the hippies. Yes, lived in a house with a red and white parachute in the living room. Yes, the man. Belby saw me on the street, pulled me over by the arm. I didn't know Belby. Bell, this is what you want to have in your life. Pulled me over, I know. Pulled me over on the side and said, what are you doing here? And took me to a, a working class working class unionist family who took care of me. I see somebody doing like this, so I'm out of here. Thank y'all very much. someone who's committed suicide, please raise your hand, I beg you to. Is anybody looking? Is anybody my age looking? Because when you used to ask that question, you didn't see that many hands, did you? Oh, no. Are you paying attention? Do you know what it means when someone is so hopeless, so hopeless, that they're taking their lives? I'm going to challenge you. Ain't don't worry about pollution. If we're not living, it ain't nothing there. The rest of that don't matter. But I tell you the truth, if I'm going to die anyway, I don't care about the pollution. I only care about the pollution if you're promising me a world. You understand that? Oh, that's the truth. I can tell you it's the truth. All right, guys. Welcome back to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. I am your host, Beverly Smith Brown. Oh, I told y'all guys, um, the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed is just that. Um, we, we are not perfect people. I'm going to keep saying that. Because, again, you're going to see some flaws. You're going to see me doing some things that I know um, is my truest expression of who I am. Okay? And I always try to say, um, you know, I am who I am and I love me. Um, and that's what matters. And I want you all to love yourself for who you are, right where you are just like these ladies are. So I'm not going to uh, keep rambling. I'm going to let them introduce themselves because they are powerful and they have something to say. So first of all, we have a birthday queen right here with us. So happy birthday, birthday beautiful. Happy birthday. Tell everybody who you are. I am Charnel Chaney, and I'm the event coordinator for The Warrior, which is women involved in re-entry efforts. That's right. Oh, my name, <laughs> hi, my name is Nakia Nicholson, and I'm a representative for The Wire, Women Involved in Reentry Efforts. Awesome. Hi, my name is Brittany Floyd. So y'all know, like, obviously it's Sunday morning. You know what I did last night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but my name is Brittany Floyd. Um, I am the outreach coordinator for The Wire. Awesome. Um, women Involved in Reentry Efforts. efforts. All right, so tell me what it is that means. What is what is it that y'all do? I know you have a huge event coming up. Um, I know that Mama Safe Haven, let me just say this. I want to set it up because um, 
I first met, I met Chanel first. Mm -hmm. I met Chanel first. Mm -hmm. Me and Chanel worked together over at Malcolm X, and she would come over and volunteer her time um, at the youth program that I was facilitating over. Um, we had probably about at least anywhere from 30 to 50 youth at one time in there, and Chanel was in there with me, and um, just her energy, her spirit, just her uh, you know, realness, right? Real, recognized, real. She's truly a real person. And uh, we gravitated towards each other. And then I met her mom. And I'm like, wow, her mom is a powerhouse, right? She's the uh, chief executive, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, LaShonya Thompson L., um, amazing woman. Um, I met her mom, and I'm like, wow, she don't even look like she could be her mom because she looks <laughs> young. Shout out um, to Black Don't Crack. But. Um, <laughs> Um, but, um, and, and that's when I heard about The Wire, and uh, she never, ever hesitated to reach out to Mama Safe Haven to collaborate, um, donation of shoes. I mean, she called me and said, hey, pull up. And when I pulled up at this warehouse, it was a, a, a storage room full of, from Florida still and full of shoes that were donated. And that was, you know, um, God gives seed to the sower. So you're not going to just come up on a storage room full of shoes given to you by Shoe City um, if you're not doing good work. You know, she's in the um, attorney general's office, um, so they do a lot of work with the violence in the community. We were on a panel together, um, and, and I'm super, super excited about the event that they have coming up. Um, but uh, I am just honored to, to share a stage, to share, um, stand say, side by side by women who are not just talking about it, but walking it. Um, can you tell them about some of the things that y'all are walking, the action steps? I know Brittany just launched some things. Um, I've been seeing her on the internet, um, <laughs> the internet. And uh, <laughs> so tell, tell everybody what you all do. I know y'all have like support groups or something like that. Go ahead. Um, we do a we do a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so the wire is a network of formerly incarcerated women. Um, our internal structure are people that are community providers as well as um, clinical physicians, mm -hmm. therapists. So most recently, most of the women of the wire we did a training on restorative justice. Where we've been uh, training everybody how to be restorative justice facilitators mm -hmm. and circle keepers. We also are doing um, benefactual events to support people in the community and where they are starting up and transitioning. Um, we do a very thing, advocacy. We do support immediately when the individual is returning home from emotional stabilization to peer-to-peer -peer support to um, community support. We also do navigation and just pointing people in the right direction, aligning them with appropriate resources, appropriate people. Sometimes people don't always need a service. They just need to meet somebody to get grounded to do their own. So we handle various processes. And I'm sorry about my voice, but <laughs> we handle various processes. Um, it's I the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. And this is very raw, naked, and <laughs> exposed. <laughs> but the wire does many things, um, mm -hmm. and we give support to a lot of other organizations right now. Um, some of our new initiatives are around social entrepreneurship and building mm -hmm. private equity um, in marginalized communities so that we can be more impactful in the service that we deliver. So um, right now, our fundraiser this month is a very big event. 
This is um, a celebration, not just for the community, but also the women of the community. This is National Women's Month, and we're highlighting a very special cause. Um, it's going to be the first of many that we're going to be doing throughout the summer. We are very excited and thrilled um, for all our partners to be a part of it, as well as bringing it to the community for the cause that it'll serve. Um, I know Charnel could tell you more about the event because she's the event coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, the event is March 30th from 11 to 2, and it's going to be at Check It. Enterprise. Enterprise, which is on Martin Luther King Avenue. Google it. I don't know the address off, eh? 1920 Martin Luther King Avenue. 1920. <laughs> Teamwork going to make this dream I'm work. telling you. <laughs> and you can go to Eventbrite to get the tickets mm -hmm. and just type in the wire and the that shit, it should pop up. <laughs> <laughs> and we got bottomless mimosas. Oh, yeah, bottomless mimosas. Chicken and waffles. Yes. 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 yes, better than Roscoe's. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> better than Roscoe's. It's Southeast event. chicken and waffles. And we're going to be in historical Anacostia. That's right. We recently just had a bus boys come to Anacostia. Mm. We're going to be at Check It Enterprises, a dope spot in the community. We mm. do events at. Um, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful event. But yeah. just in regards to some of what we do, Nakia here is one of the representatives of the YN. She most recently was inducted into the Speakers Bureau. <laughs> Woo! Oh, go girl! I was inducted too! Yes. Go girl! Happy. Yes. That was oh, awesome. That is exciting. Family Life Services, mm -hmm. and they provide uh, women of the wire and of other organizations to give us an outlet to speak, to tell our stories mm -hmm. through the um, the pain, the yeah. hurt, the trauma that we've been through. So we're going to take a training for um, four weekends. Mm -hmm. After we complete the training, we'll be certified motivational speakers. Yes. Certified coach. That's what I'm excited certified. about. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I need a coach. I've been praying about a coach, so I'm super excited to meet my coach. Yeah, I'm excited, excited to meet my coach, too. I, told, I was like, because I Because I am. told them, like, how I wanted my coach. Okay, like, yeah. I wanted my coach to be like me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't be, don't sugarcoat it. Like, yeah. be real with me. Yeah. Tell me everything. <laughs> so they asked me, too. They was like, do you, you know, you prefer a male or mm -hmm. female, black or white? I said, you know what? I don't care if he's a white male. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I want to do is I want to be able to reach different people. Mm -hmm. I know I can reach my people, you know, mm -hmm. with the realness, but I really want to learn different um, styles, you know, mm -hmm. I've been through so much, and my thing is, I'm, I really want to learn how to um, channel it, you know, just like really, um, how do you specific? Because I can go all over the place with my mm -hmm. story, mm -hmm. so I'm like, how do I really funnel it to, you know, the born story? The, the, yeah, it just <laughs> the born. But story. no, you know what? Just like streamline it. Like if I'm talking about that, stay with that. Drive right. that point home. Right. I'll be on that point, and then I'll be over on this point. Right. So I'm excited, and and just to meet the other people who mm -hmm. was inducted in it. Um, because once we do, like you said, we do the four-week um, training, 
and then we'll be on the list of be able to uh, receive contracts to be a paid, paid, paid. You're going to be paid, paid. Paid to talk. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things I'm excited about, and that came through LaShonia, right? Yes, she sent yes, me the application, yes. and I was just like, is this a dream come true? Because I actually just got fired from my job at Job Corps, which wow. I thought was like, organic for me. I was like, Job Corps, this is perfect for me. I love the youth. I love to talk. I like to communicate um, and go out and do outreach. So I was like, no. And LaShawn, you hooked me up with that. See, I learned, because I had got fired from a job not too long ago, mm. and I wasn't going to quit. And I always quit jobs. Say that. I was not going to quit. Like me. And I, I loved that job. Like, I was passionate about right. it. Right. And I got fired. Me they fired me, and I was like, damn, I'm the hardest worker. Yeah. But God had to let me get fired so I could do my dream. Say I always yes. wanted to talk, yes. talk to people. Yeah. So it was like, I'm happy I got fired because now I'm going to be doing my own thing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Moni, Moni, shut the door. No man can close and open the door that no man can close. Did I say that right? That's right, CEOs. And empowering you all out there, okay, guys? Even though it may not look, you may see people, you know, we talk about our speakers and she's an event coordinator and, you know, she just all things awesome, right? <laughs> she pushed through. So, um, and you may not be doing any of those things, right? Know that you are great right where you are, right? We all started somewhere. And you don't have to be great to be started, but you have to start in order to be great, okay? Yes, don't forget that. Yes, and keep in mind that um, anything worth doing is worth doing wrong the first time. Yes. You know, people talk trash about this and that, but guess what? We're giving them something to talk about. Yes. Give them something to talk about. Okay. They're going to talk if you're doing good or bad. <laughs> How about you just, you know, getting the steering wheel of that thing? Because you know they're going to talk. Drive the car while building it. Uh, Drive the car while building it. Yeah. Say it. You're going to stay on the road. Just keep building. That's all. That's right. That's all. You just got to keep building. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep building. Yeah. Find that support. Yeah, find people, my thing, find people that genuinely support you. Yes. Because people will act like <laughs> they ahead, support you and for you. And I believe in dream killers. Mm. Thank you. So mm. find the people that are really real and really support you. And I know the people that I've been around, like, Yes, they really support you. Yes, yeah. and I'm living out my dreams. Living. <laughs> but see, one of the things that I didn't do was I didn't trust my gut. When something didn't feel right, you know, you're around people for a certain reason, yes. even though it don't feel right, girl, run. <laughs> run, that's not for you. If it don't feel right, it's not. Amen. And that's what I had to learn. Even if everybody sitting around me is like, hey, this don't fit. I'm not supposed to be here. Yes. Even though yes. everybody around me, and it is okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay if 50 people running this way and your mind telling you to go that way. Because I always say, I would much rather, um, you know, do bad on my own than to be doing something bad because somebody else told me to do it. So let me learn. So how about y'all take that? Learn. Life is a lesson, right? And the wire is all about that whole second chance, right? Because you have women who have been incarcerated for many different reasons, right? We Again, we already said no one is perfect, okay? So at the end of the day, um, whether you're doing it behind closed doors or if you're doing it in front of everybody, everybody has some mess that they're trying to cover up and we just one messy step away from um, our greatness okay yes, so do what God is calling you to do and that's that thing that comes natural to you right yes, Brittany yes. what comes natural to you Brittany we put strategic on the planning that's right that's right strategic, strategic planning. planning social impact social change 
you know, we hear all this stuff about millennials, millennials, millennials. Mm. I think the most attractive thing for me in being a millennial is the fact that I have the foundation and the authority as a millennial to change mm. the things I do not like. Mm. So when I already feel certain temptations, something's not right. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Just like Nakia just said, she got fired from her job. But here we are, not even six months later, mm. she's in a speaker's bureau mm. getting a, a speaking coach. One of the most expert, you know, public speakers in the country right now that's going to support her and guide her mm. for her to get paid contracts on, to man. talk about her story and give her personal narrative, you know, with her being in control, not doing it for a type of job or any of that thing, like... That's the most attractive thing in being a millennial is taking advantage of all the resources we got, all the financial capital we have access to. And that's really what we're able to do. And I see us as young people doing that. We bring so many people together. We bring so much to life. You know what I'm saying? We're in a very dark place where we are in our community. But when you bring women, and specifically women of color together, it's something that is done. It's an it's a unkept Neance that's there, mm. a spirit that is protected and grounded so deeply when we come together as black women. And, you know, I'm thankful to be a part of such a strong organization where we're able to support not just our community, but each other. You know what I'm saying? And just continue in this process and just continue to grow as a community and as a family. That's right. That's you know? Right. We need each other, guys. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Yeah. That's so important. We're all connected. I, I can feel you. Yeah. And it's important. So me, you know, I'm going to tell you, I just came back from California. Life is great. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot be completely happy if you're not. I'm going to be honest with you because I truly care about you. And people always say it's lonely at the top, but you eat better, mm. right? Okay. But I don't want to be up at the top lonely. Yeah, I want to good. bring people. Don't be at the top with gluttony. Yeah, no. Because, see, I'm going to tell Pass you something. Yeah, I, it's so important. I'm going to give y'all this, right? Uh, you know, sitting on that panel, it was something I did not say on that. I was sat on a uh, gun violence panel. Um, shout out to the War Aid Democrats for that invite. Um, but one of the things um, that was important is when they talked about how do we transform, you know, gun violence, someone that was into that. And I was sitting next to um, Greg Jackson from the Wands office. Um, and I did not mention that uh, Mama Safe Haven, we are partnered with the DOES office. So we have employees from um, the Pathways program. And we have a, a, a young man by the name of Bernard Bird. I'm going to mention his name because he is uh, a re-entry into the community. He was one that was heavy in the the other side, but now he works with Mama Safe Haven. And what we did was we gave our employees an opportunity to create their own program. So they came up with their own program, and his program is called Just Like You. And he came up with his objectives, and he came up with his lessons, and he came up with his different success standards, and we talked about what his program looks like. And he created his own flyer, and he's yes. super excited about it. He talked about what age groups and what he's going to do. We looked at the different materials that he's going to need for that. We have another young guy, um, Brian Jones, who came out of the Pathway program. He has said with your chest. He loves playing chess. So we have a program called Say It With Your Chest. And he talks about what um, the, the objectives is. We also have Tanisha Bird, who's also from the reentry program. And she has It's Safe to Say. She created that program as it relates to the drug epidemic that's going on for people to be able to come in and have lunch with us. And it's safe to say. So we have some programs that are being um, implemented and created by those who were once in the community causing the problems. So that's how you transform. 
transform is you give someone something forward to you give them the, the the ball you tell them that you're in charge and you're in control you give them the support and the tools that they need to create for themselves and you will see the passion and that will give them a purpose not to get high give them a reason not to hang around certain people because they created something yes, that they're going to see happen and walk and dream just like mama safe haven just like the wire just like a feeding shakur with her program you can do it too Amen. this is the beautiful truth Poor, naked, and exposed. And uh, we're going to come back uh, next Sunday with some more information about The Wire and all the great things that everyone is doing um, because we're going to have Trayron Center on. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, guys, don't forget, we're going to give y'all a couple of more dates. Uh, Saturday, March 30th, mm -hmm. the luncheon. It is a fundraiser, guys. Go to the Eventbrite for The Wire. I want you all to uh, make sure y'all check that out. They're also giving out awards, and I'll be receiving one of the awards, so I'm super yeah, excited. Yeah. So come on out. They're honoring women, and um, shout out to my girl. I always give a shout out to McNon Brown Anderson, who is uh, my sister on this um, TV network. She'll be here. Um, check her out Monday at 6 p.m. Want to give a shout out to everybody at Voxway, including our engineer Ron. He's the best. All right, guys. Love you all. Be good to yourself because you be good to everyone else. Love you.